0: Welcome to episode 55 of the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins, Editor-in-Chief at FanBolt.com.
1: My name is Matt Rodriguez, the Owner-in-Chief Editor of ShakeFire.com.
2: And I'm Mike McKinney of LastOneToLeaveTheFeditor.com and ATLCW.TV.
0: And we have a couple of movie reviews for you today, but uh, before we dive into those... Uh, Mike's doing something pretty cool this weekend, so we'll let him talk about that a little
1: bit.
2: Yeah, uh, this weekend, starting Friday night, uh, today, uh, is the Skyline International Film Festival up in at the campus of University of North Georgia, uh, the Gainesville campus in Oakwood, Georgia. Um, it's a pretty cool little film festival. This is their second year. Um, they've got a bunch of workshops on crowdfunding careers in TV and film uh, animation um, they've also got a panel that I'm really looking forward to about the Georgia Film Festival circuit uh, with people from both Rome um, the Terminus uh, uh, Film Festival and uh, the Macon Film Festival among others Oh, and I think believe the Atlanta Film Festival also and it's just got some uh, really cool films, a lot of shorts um, the opening night film is a film called American Zealot uh, which is a crime drama about a Catholic school girl who plots to murder her best friend's abortion doctor. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit. Of, <laughs> it should be interesting to see. Uh, the director will be there to do a Q and A after the screening. And then Saturday is filled with uh, both uh, um, uh, shorts and um, also the workshops. And then the Saturday Night Feature film is a film called After Fire, which I saw the trailer for this and it looks really cool. It's a documentary that gives us an intimate access to the lives of three women that are veterans. And it tells a story about uh, all three of these women have some sort of of trauma and how they're getting through the, the trauma that they experienced. And then Sunday, once again, it's a bunch of short films, um, both animated and student films, and um, some, also some documentaries, I believe. And then the closing night film is a horror film called Dead Thirsty, about five young people who intend an uh, illegal rave party. They take an hallucinic drug named Dead Thirsty, and they wake up the next morning trapped in a creepy former medical facility, and somebody's out to get them. So, that's all up in at the Gainesville campus, the University of North Georgia um, in Oakland, California. starts Friday and goes through uh, through Sunday. Um, and the tickets are really, really inexpensive, and it's worth checking out. Cool. Nice. Sounds like a good time. It does. Yeah. I, um, I'm looking forward to it. Did you go last year? I did not go last year. Um, last year was the first year, and um, I actually didn't find out about it until, like, a day or two before it started I already had plans but i'm going this year cool
1: i'm sure we will talk about it on a future atlas podcast you bet how it went yep
0: yeah we're gonna have a we're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about next week um but let's talk about this week
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so um since we we don't have a whole lot of small talk for you because we've I haven't actually done, I don't think I've done any events this last week, which is kind of weird. Although we did go to the Big Lebowski screening on um, Tuesday night at City Winery here in Atlanta and um, that's, are we reviewing that one? Do you guys I'm want to that I was about to, to, to say, didn't,
1: didn't we say we were going to review it <laughs> I last? I think we did, at yeah. At the last podcast? Yeah. Granted, I wasn't there because I was <laughs> busy doing other things that I can't really talk about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep that's uh i think a good description for the georgia film industry in general you just can't really talk about yeah. it until it's out but uh but yeah it was a uh, a really fun event and they had white russian specials which were super tasty and um our friend carrie's husband steven actually won the dude Lookalike contest so that was pretty nice. awesome it nice. was uh there was like four four guys that dressed up as the dude and uh Stephen was definitely the best, but he also like brought the fans with him. So I think we were we were loud enough for for the whole place.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, awesome. I, I think it helped that um, we were right next to the stage. So <laughs> no, no Jesuses,
0: no Jesuses, no,
2: no Jesuses.
0: You should have been there.
2: <laughs> I know, I
1: know.
0: It was really cool though. Um, like the prize that he got for winning was he got to. Um, basically list out the ingredients of a shot and name it and now that's going to be like on their menu at city winery um so that was pretty cool we ended up naming it mark zero i think or the mark zero i think was
1: what we named it what's in it it's basically
0: a a white russian shot okay so um but that was really cool um oh
1: i get it now mark zero
0: (laughs) yeah had to (laughs) be relevant
2: I know it took a second. I get these jokes now. Yeah, and the beauty of that film is that it—it it literally every time you see it, you find new stuff to to laugh at. And um, since Emma had never seen it before, um, we were actually talking Which is a little a bit. It's a travesty. <laughs> well, it is. yeah, but but now she has seen it, so she's now going to be in on some of the jokes. <laughs>
0: i'll now know what people are talking about and it'll be good
2: yes you'll now you now know who
1: i cosplayed as
0: i and your cosplay was like so good like i fully appreciate it now i get it and the weird thing with you licking the ball now i also get that i was just like why is he licking the ball i don't get it but i'll go with it um well, uh, let's actually go ahead and start with uh, The Big Lebowski, and then we'll go into kind of um, the box office report for last weekend, and then our review of Alien Covenant, which comes out this Friday. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's get started with the, the official Atlas review of Big Lebowski, starting with Boredom Factor. I wasn't bored at all. I don't, I don't know about you, Mike.
2: Um, I'm never bored with that movie. And it, the great thing about that movie is that it just – there's once you you think it's going to wrap up and then it goes for another another thing there's another thing that's going to go on and, and you think you've got everything figured out and all of a sudden they throw another curve at you
0: yeah it's um, I feel like with Coen Brother movies you either love them or you hate them there's not people that are really kind of just like ah it was okay um, and I definitely see how like this this is true to that too because I've met a lot of people that love Big Lebowski and a lot of people that were just like eh not really my thing um, really? i don't yeah. met
1: too many people who Hated the Big Lebowski Or didn't hey. like the Big Lebowski
0: Well they didn't like passionately hate it But they just like weren't fans of it <laughs> um, But I definitely see like um, I wasn't bored at all but I also see like how the more You watch it kind of The more endearing it kind of becomes And the more I mean it's just You know I'd heard so many people say how quotable it was And yeah. um, it really is Super quotable um so now I'm adopting that into my my everyday lingo. But your
1: lexicon.
0: <laughs> my lexicon. Um so yeah, boredom factor for me would be a 0.
2: Yeah, I'd say I would say a 0 also for me. It's just like I said, I even watching this is probably the fourth or fifth time I've seen it and I was still finding new things. Um and I I also started just watching like one character in a scene especially uh um 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 I can't think of his name. Um and I'm blanking. Uh um John, John Goodman. Goodman Yeah, John Goodman. I, I. there were some scenes where I just watched John Goodman because he's so good in it and he's
0: fantastic oh, he's, in he's, it. he's
2: hilarious. Yeah. And he just I'm just waiting for him to blow up and, and you see it and I love the fact that Goodman lets it just keep building and building and building. Um and you can literally <laughs> physically see it taking over his body. Um, it's just, just a great.
1: All, performance All the bowling scenes in general are just amazing.
0: They are. They are. That was the perfect dynamic for like the little hangout spot for them and their interactions <laughs> with the other bowlers. I just, I loved it. Um, I will say, on the eye rolling factor scale, I did roll my eyes a lot, but not because it was like bad, but it was just because like, how are these guys like functional at life? <laughs> like, they just make so many bad decisions, and they just keep making more bad decisions. And um, so, yeah, I rolled my eyes probably. It's probably going to get like we're going to do a three point five on the eye rolling <laughs> scale. But not because I was annoyed at it, just because I was like, oh, my God, these this is like the worst. Like they're so bad at life. Well, they're t- horrible at
2: life. And that's typical of Cone Brothers characters is their, their characters are making bad decisions. Um, somebody's making a bad decision, at least in almost every film that they they've done. Um, and especially, especially the uh, the really comedy ones. Um, yeah, that I, I would give it a three, um, but it's not a bad eye roll. It's just you can't believe how stupid these guys are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <yep. laughs> and it's and it's not just the main characters. It seems like everybody in this film is just a complete idiot. And how I mean, even the rich guy. You're like, how does he make it through life? I mean, how did he get this far?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no one's really got their act together
1: <laughs> at all. That's just your opinion, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I get that now. <laughs> um, so best performance, I know probably everyone would give it to Jeff Bridges, but I I love John Goodman so much in this.
2: Yeah, uh, John Goodman is, is great. Although I will say, um, in a really weird character... Uh, Peter Stormer is is hilarious as one of the Germans Um, And I just love His performance in it because it's so weird And it also harkens back A little bit to his his stoic character In Fargo So it's just complete opposite Because in Fargo he's such a restrained Evil guy and in this one, he's just so over the top. I mean, it's just hilarious. But Goodman makes this movie for me. I mean, I love Jeff Bridges, but Goodman is the, is the, is the catalyst for almost all the comedy in this film. And uh, like I said, it's just wonderful to watch him just act on the screen.
0: Who was your favorite, Matt?
1: I, I personally liked um, Donnie. Donnie good old steve buscemi
0: (laughs) he was pretty great (laughs) in it too yeah
1: and just you know the reactions that every that he created and his kind of obliviousness to everything
0: yeah his the dynamic between him and and goodman's character was just like that that dialogue that they always had between one another was just amazing
1: and it's donnie really that creates the best scene or at least Donnie's ashes that do, so.
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert. Not that it's relevant this long after right, it yeah, came out, it's, but. I mean, if you haven't seen
1: The Big Lebowski at this point, I mean, come on. What are you I waiting know. for?
0: Well, I only saw it two days ago, it, so. yeah. <laughs> um, But on that note, like, on uh, talking about performances and... There's really not a bad performance in it. I mean, all of the characters are very over the top, but there's nothing that sticks out as you know the the worst performance of the film or, or anything like that.
1: Yeah, no, I'd agree with you.
2: No, and that's one of the one of the uh, one of the great things about the Coen Brothers is they have got a eye for talent in finding some some roles from unconventional um, uh, casting for some roles. I mean, Julianne Moore's character is just she's hilarious because that's not a normal Julianne Moore character for her to play. And yeah. and she just knocks it out of the park and it's just so much fun to watch her, her performance. And I'm, I'm guessing also it must be a blast to be an actor on this, on a type, this type of movie because everybody looks like they're just having a blast. looks like they're having so much fun.
1: Well, it's like even, even Tara Reed. I mean, who you don't think of as a good actress. Was that Tara
0: Reid? I wondered that when I was yeah. watching it, and I was like, yeah. "She yeah. looks like and a like much healthier version be. of Tara <laughs> Reid." Because, yeah. like,
1: yeah, like Mike was saying, like, you know, the Coen Brothers are able to, you know, bring out those amazing performances out of someone you never really expected to see that.
2: Well, uh, right. and, and 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 then you got Flea. And it also i mean he's one of the nihilists and and you know you're like what is he doing in this movie <laughs> it's just so much fun especially that fight sequence out in the parking lot it's just uh just love that fight sequence
0: <laughs> um well obviously no atl recognition factor here uh but but overall i'm gonna i'm gonna give this a four an Atla.
2: Yeah, I, I give it a four also. Um, I just I just love the movie, and um, it's just so much fun to watch.
0: What about you, Matt?
2: Me? I'd give it a, from what I remember, because it has been a while since
1: I've actually seen it, but um, I'd give it a four and a half. Uh, at-la.
2: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> By the way, it's at 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. 88 um, critics, there were actually 17 that gave it bad reviews. Out of, out of 88. So there are some people, some critics out there that didn't like it when it first came out.
0: I'd be willing to bet that they have not favorably reviewed any of the Coen Brothers films, those those 17. <laughs> but uh, it is a certain style of humor, so you know what you're getting into, yeah. but, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, But moving along back to what is currently out there in the theaters, Um, we had uh, Mother's Day this last weekend, which brought, um, of course, we talked about Snatch last week and how we thought that that was probably going to be a big Mother's Day movie for moms and daughters to go see or not. <laughs> um, I, I think I voted that King Arthur would be the better choice. Although um, I yeah. wrote an article that I'm not sure if it's up on Fanbolt yet. It's it's going up. Um, but the Guy Ritchie's King Arthur, the franchise, is no longer um, continuing as it made $15 million at the box office this weekend and its production budget was $175 million. Yeah. So um, it's, it's looking like like it's going to lose quite a large amount of money um
1: yeah. i think it was mike mike that called it last week to say that
2: said it was gonna bomb yeah and then i i defended it yeah and i oh. it's gonna be really interesting to see what it does this weekend um i expect a huge drop off because i think word of mouth yeah. on this film is gonna kill it um and and uh, and the, the thing was that they Warner Brothers was was really hoping this would be a tentpole movie. They were supposed to do five more of these uh, yep. to continue the whole legend because basically this the first one was the origins of how he got the sword and um, the lady in the lake and everything and and it really I mean we didn't even meet Guinevere in the film so um, and that may have been a problem. Uh, that yeah. I don't know. I remember looking, researching it, and, like,
1: everybody, when, um, I don't remember her name, but the mage, you know, um, Merlin's assistant or whatever, she, like, when it was announced that she was in the movie, like, everybody announced her as Guinevere. Yep. Like, it was still revealed as Guinevere, so I don't know, like, how, if things changed during production or what. Yeah,
2: Yeah, her name is, he's got the weird name of Astrid Berger's Frisbee. Yeah.
0: I need to look but. it up and actually see, like, because the way you're saying that, I don't know. I'm hoping you're getting it wrong. That way you can join the says Things
1: Wrong Club.
0: But oh, I, think, uh, I think
1: we've all already joined the club.
0: <laughs> Welcome, my friends. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, Snatch did actually beat out King Arthur by about $4 million this weekend. Um, it came in with $19.5 million. Um, it had a budget of $42 million, but still it's... Um, it's still not that
2: great. Well, so, I, I, not the, that great,
0: but not that horrible. Not that bad well, you either. got. You yeah. got
2: um, um, I believe that the first weekend for um, Trainwreck um, did like 21 million, so it's not too far off what, what she opened with Trainwreck. The difference, yeah, I but think
1: Snatched it, is nowhere near as good as Trainwreck. Right,
2: and I think that's going to be the difference. Is this is not going to have the legs. That Trainwreck was one of those films that actually got got stronger at the box office yeah. as it went along because word of mouth was so good. Um, on it, and it, so and many did, people. And actually, a lot of people went and saw it two or three times because of the fact you were laughing so hard you missed some lines. Um, and didn't didn't Trainwreck get nominated?
0: It did. I'm That's pretty sure it did. Like, yeah.
2: What?
1: I don't for, know. I know um, it, got, it, got, like it a, got. I think it got nominated for a bunch of awards. I don't think it. I don't know if it was from not Oscar. I don't think Oscar, but. Golden Globes maybe? Golden Globes, yeah. Yeah, Golden yeah, Globes. Yeah. It Golden was nominated, yeah, it was nominated for uh, two Golden Globes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it definitely had legs.
2: Yeah, she uh, Amy Schumer got it for be- uh, got nominated for best performance and then it was also up for best motion picture of the Golden Globes. Yeah. And it well, it, it won a few because they do comedy. Yeah, it won a few yeah. awards also from from some film critics uh, societies. Um so it it yeah, it was it was pretty well received and I love that film. Uh, it's one of my favorite films too. of uh, yeah. 2015.
0: Same here. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that Guardians is still holding on to first. It brought in a, another 65 million this weekend. So um total to date now it's made 248 here uh, domestically, 248 million. And it was uh production budget was 200 million on that. So it's yes. in a nice, pretty spot. People are happy yep. with it. Uh, Fate of the Furious is at number four this weekend. It brought in 5.4 million. Beauty and the Beast in fifth with 4.8, and I had to go all the way to six because that's where Baby Boss is living now.
2: Boss <laughs> <laughs> baby, still making money.
0: Still making money. It's, 4.4 it's million. It's working
2: its way down. I know, it's but slowly. still to be in the top ten after seven weeks. That's just ridiculous. People quit going to see this movie.
0: <laughs> it's made $162 million domestically. <laughs>
2: that's just ridiculous.
0: That's insane. That movie should have made
2: it, like I said, six bucks, one person going to a bargain matinee and going, and that's it. That's all it should have made.
0: You know, one thing I noticed on here down at, um, coming in at 17 was Get Out, which of course came out 12 weeks ago. That one with a production budget of 4.5 million has now domestically made 174 million. That's amazing.
1: That's really. It's coming out on Blu-ray, I think, like next week. I believe. Yeah,
0: I need to Um, see it.
1: You still haven't seen it? It's good. I
0: haven't seen it. Everyone I've talked to absolutely loves it, and like I've heard like award season like buzz, early award season buzz for it. So like I want to check it out.
1: Yeah, they just actually, I just saw the uh, the alternate ending that they filmed for it. And I'm glad it's the alternate ending. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) Yeah. That's well, I don't want to spoil it, especially since you haven't seen it.
0: Yeah. No spoiler Uh, alerts. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, but yeah, definitely
2: check that out. And, and, um, just a notable, um, there's two, um, Hispanic flavored films, uh, in the top 10 with how, how to be a Latin lover still kicking around. In the top 10, and also another a new film that came out, um, Lowriders, uh, Eva Longoria's in it, um, and Supergirl Melissa Benoist is in it. Um, so th- it looks like Hollywood's starting to figure out that there's a Hispanic market out there, and they can actually make money um, producing these uh, lower budget Hispanic films.
0: That's awesome. Mm
2: hmm.
0: Um well we have Alien Covenant coming out this weekend. Do you guys wanna make any predictions on where where it's gonna land? Is it gonna be Guardians?
1: I think it'll be Guardians. Guardians in its third week, yeah, I think it'll be Guardians.
0: I don't know, man.
1: I think I think it'll probably do Hmm. Maybe I think sixty.
0: You think sixty?
1: Yeah. I don't know okay. I think Guardians like- will do like 50
0: maybe I don't know it's going to be a toss up between 1 and 2 for sure yeah. um, I think it'll beat it we'll see I'm not ready to make that bet I've made a lot of bets that I've <laughs> lost on this show <laughs> I just need to learn to stop betting <laughs> but um, but for entertainment value I'll, I'll say that I think Guardians will beat it and then we'll see which one of us win but um, let's <laughs> let's talk about this one because we all saw it together um last week, and um, yeah, who wants who wants to start out? Who was who was bored or not bored during this one?
1: Are we doing the b- boredom the official boredom
0: scale? Yes, the official the official
1: boredom. Uh,
2: hmm.
0: I wasn't bored. Yeah, I'd so. say two. Two. two, yeah. I think two is a, a good number for I,
2: it. I totally agree with that also. Eye rolling. there are some, are we, I was going to explain <laughs> Oh, no, go,
0: go, go ahead, <laughs> You yes. just want <laughs> <Elaboring>. to straight <eye-rolling. laughs> to I, I have a lot of eye rolling, and I, that's where all of my comments are. So
1: go uh, ahead. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, just, it's like, I'm the sorry, main boredom. Say, I, go ahead, Matt, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the main boredom comes from the fact that, um, uh, the whole it trying to explain everything that Prometheus set up. And, you know, it does a better job story wise, I think, than Prometheus did, but it's still you're just like, uh, get to the alien, get to the killing and the chestbursters and all that. Like that's I think that's what people want to see. People don't want to hear this whole creation story and all that.
2: Right. So this this film takes place uh, ten years after after the uh, the the Ridley Scott film Prometheus that came out in two thousand and twelve, um, and this is a uh, basically a crew of a colony ship. They're on a long term mission to take uh, this, uh, I think over three thousand colonists, do uh, are all in uh, deep sleep, um, to this far uh, ranging um, solar system, and they come across a planet that um, previously nobody knew about but the conditions seemed like perfect for humans um, so the basically the crew goes down to explore the planet and then of course they start encountering some problems that they may not even get off the planet um, so um, aliens the, yes <laughs> the good old bad guys
0: well um so, yeah. Eye rolling, eye rolling was pretty high because eye this is pretty, pretty, pretty um, much the, the dumbest crew or team that anyone could have put together.
2: <laughs> I Just totally, I mean, I would my <laughs> eye rolling, I would give it a five because this crew, what I mean, first off, this crew is it's and the crew is very small, but they're in charge of taking care of the ship and making sure that it travels safely through space for seven years so that these 3000 colonists can finally get to their final destination and they never worry about that they never they just go oh there's a new planet and it could save us 7 years of us having to be in the spaceship so let's go down and explore and by the way when we get down on a planet don't worry about any safety protocol let's just start moving around touching everything we can and you know it'll be fine <laughs> And it's not. It's not. Well, granted, I mean, they
1: try to explain that by saying, like, oh, they're all colonists, and they're not, you know, whatever. Like, they have their jobs, like, as medical and all that stuff, and then, but they're not, you know, these, I don't know what they're supposed to be.
2: They're supposed to be in charge of the safety of the of the whole spaceship and they do a crappy job from almost <laughs> the be, very beginning of the Well to be honest, the whole the spaceship's
1: movie. up up in space for most of the movie. And they have their little pod that they take
2: down uh, to the Yeah, what that I don't they shouldn't have been on the planet in the first place.
0: They shouldn't have been on the planet in the first place. No. I mean when you But then there would
2: be no movie.
1: <laughs>
0: There would be no movie. But, I mean, who's going to do that? If you're flying along and you've got this destination where you know everything's been safe and it's been well-researched, and then you're like, oh, but this other place that we don't really know anything about is, like, 20 days away instead of eight years. Yeah. Let's go there. And then you get out of the spaceship with, like, no spacesuit on? Who does that? Like, that's... You don't know what's in the atmosphere. You don't know know anything about it.
2: And And then you start
0: picking like that, and prodding it, at plants <laughs> like no it, one does
2: it, that. Not like that it's practically the whole crew that goes down they live like leave like two people on the spaceship and everybody yeah. else goes down to the planet and I'm like no you send one person down check it out look around then say okay come on down a couple of more people but you know like I said the stupidest crew I've ever seen in a movie
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah I rolling factor five <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll give it a four
0: Oh my gosh! I'll be a little um, bit more
1: lenient on them. <laughs>
0: um, best performance. Um, I, I guess I'm probably gonna have to say uh, Michael Fassbender here, just because yeah. he's he's acting opposite of himself so many times, and all of that really kind of fascinated me. Spoiler. I always well, no. that's not Everybody too knows. much of a spoiler. Yeah, no,
1: it's it's known fact that both David and Walter are. In the, that David's in the film and that Walter's in the film and he plays both
0: he does play both at the same time in the same scene
1: in the same scene <laughs> yeah
0: um, the technology on that really does amaze me though because it's gotten so good and it used to be something yeah. where you could obviously tell that it's like the back of another person's head but when you're doing it the way that they're doing it and they're like they're interacting in and yeah. that, that, that was it's till- like you know
1: two scenes spliced together in the yeah. middle. When you can exactly. clearly tell they're opposite, but no like when they're yeah, like touching each other.:
0: Yeah, and that being said, that scene was it was full that of a lot was of into- window. <laughs> It window. That, was... that
1: got the most eye rolling from me <laughs> that scene. That was just I was, that was weird. I
0: was, I was giggling. I was like, oh my God, this is really oh, <laughs> so, they're going there. They had to no know filming that that like that Michael was going to be he really that that way. loves himself.: He does. <laughs> what can
2: you say? <clears throat> I would, in my uh, opinion, I actually liked uh, Catherine uh, Waterston's uh, portrayal um, I, because she really has to do a lot in the second half of the movie, um, and I I enjoyed her performance, especially the action sequences. Um, I thought she she was a worthy successor to uh, to uh, um, Ripley. Yeah, to Ripley.
1: Yeah. She was good. She still, I still don't think she can compete with Sigourney Weaver. But, um, yeah, she was, she was acceptable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He didn't hate her.
1: No, Um, I didn't hate her.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of things you did hate, uh, worst performance, who would you give that to?
1: Oh, that one's easy. That's James Franco, (laughs) because he has literally like five seconds of screen time.
0: See though, I just thought that was funny that he was in it because I remember doing no, I an article that was when I like when it first was announced that he was going to join that production. I was like, oh, he's going to be in it, and then the amount of time he's in it is just like laughable. It's yeah, really it's really laughable. funny how it goes down. Doesn't have
1: doesn't even have any speaking lines.
0: Well, he kind of nope. In some video stuff, he did didn't well, he?
1: like in the trailers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in uh, yeah, I guess there was a video, a throwback video that they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Spoiler alerts all over the place. We're yeah, horrible. At this. <laughs> I mean,
1: technically, we're kind of saving you because, like, if you're like, "Oh my god, James Franco is in, this, in the, James Franco and Danny McBride," they're both in this movie. This is gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, it's you know, not that kind of movie. <laughs> it's nothing like that. James <laughs> Franco is gone almost immediately. So,
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you're Home looking forward attached. to that,
1: don't don't see it because of that.
0: I wouldn't really say that there was anything that stuck out as a, a bad performance to me. I mean, I overall, I was so busy just rolling my eyes at how uh, the, the stupidity of all of these people throughout this mm-hmm. entire film that I really was taken out of it to a degree where I couldn't really analyze the acting. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, I, I, I really don't think there's anybody in that can be really singled out. Um, I mean, it's just they are playing some people that are absolutely just stupid and it's it is almost like you know he you know the, the first alien was is one of the best horror films of all time um, and it's almost like ridley scott went and watched a bunch of recent horror films and went okay I need to do this where you know everybody's safe if they're together but I'm going to take this one crew person and have them go off on their own because that'll just make it scarier, and right. I, I just I, it, that, this movie did fail on on that because it just seemed like Ridley Scott was just using some u, uh, usual scary um, methods in in the film, and it was not not the creative way that 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 alien that the alien or even aliens the sequel just blew us away because it was so unconventional.
0: Right. True. Yeah.
1: I mean, my, my main problem with the film is that it tries to do too much. Like, it tried to be an Aliens film, and then it tried to be a Prometheus film, and it failed at both of those. You know, like, it tried to be this horror, scary film, and then it tried to do this whole creation story and further explain this universe, when really, all I wanted was just to see, like, another Alien film. Like, I honestly didn't care about, you know, the what are they called the um the people that that they came from the um explorers or the yeah i don't remember what they're called whatever they were. yeah i forget but the people from prometheus those the engineers
0: ah oh, there you them. go like, yeah
1: you know the whole you know where humanity came from like i didn't i didn't care about that and like yeah. he tries to do both of those things
2: yeah, and it yeah. just it didn't work and I think also the, the, the problem is is that um, like like I just said it basically it, it's this film is incredibly predictable in what's gonna what's gonna happen um, all the way to the end of the film um, and uh, it just that's one of the problems is that you see everything coming um, before it happens and you know how this film is gonna end and um, this is supposed to. They're supposed to be at at least. really Scott has said there's going to be one, maybe two more, before he's done with the Alien series. And basically, once again, they'll take place before the uh, Sigourney Weaver first Alien movie took place. Right. I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm still hopeful. Like
1: this hasn't completely ruined the franchise for me. <laughs> I still I still enjoyed this one more than I did Prometheus. I will admit that. I still like this more than Prometheus. Yeah, I hated uh, Prometheus. I absolutely hated it. So it is still... It's still an improvement over that. (laughs) But, like, it's... It's not the alien or aliens that we love.
0: Nope. Um... Also, our ATL recognition factor is pretty low here considering it was filmed in New Zealand, which, um, yeah. you know, looks like a pretty lovely place even though it's depicted as this alien planet that's, you know, got a lot of problems going on with it. But, um, overall, what would you guys give this film?
1: I'd give it an ATL.
0: I'm going to give it an at.
2: Um, I'm going to give it an ATL. Although I I will say, I will say the, the L is uh, not a, it's a lowercase L.
0: (laughs) Well, all right then. Um, yeah, I just, I needed something. I need, I need my films to be a little bit more intelligent than that, or my characters to be a little bit more intelligent than that. I just, I can't, I can't do it, but it was fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, t- it's fun. there's the definitely fun. The
2: alien is fantastic. Yeah, there's, there's aliens. Yeah. And there's definitely the
0: effects are amazing. Yeah,
2: and there's definitely some scary stuff in it. Um, and, and it does. There are times when it does build up the tension really well. But like I said, it it also just you can predict everything is going to happen, and you can almost predict who's going to die next. Right. And by the way, if right. you get queasy at uh, at films, this is not one for you because. If you got queasy at the first Alien when the when that one chest burst, there's quite a few of them in this film.
0: Yeah. There's still some that if I think about them, I, like, shiver. I'm just like, oh. ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, that's our review of Alien Covenant, which comes out um, this Friday or today, if you're listening to this on the day that it's released. Um. A couple of teases for next week. Uh, we're going to have reviews of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and Baywatch. Uh, Baywatch, of course, which filmed here in Georgia down in Savannah and Tybee. And, Ooh. yeah. so
1: Finally, uh, some Georgia recognition. Yeah, I'm yeah wa- it'll be something
0: on our scale.
1: <laughs> like
2: actual Georgia recognition and not like sound stages from Guardians. That and, we saw. and speaking of that, exactly. I, w- I want to warn everybody. Um, we won't have to do an Atlas review, but I want to warn everybody to stay away from Diary of a Wimpy Kid: The Long Haul. Even though it was filmed <laughs> in Atlanta, um, there's very little you're going to recognize from Atlanta because it's basically a road picture, and so most of it's shot basically out in in uh, you know in the country, or um, at at hotels. Um, it's just a horrible movie. Um, it and the the fact that if you think Um, On a road trip, peeing into a bottle is funny. If you think a pig farting in a car is funny. And if you think um, listening to somebody go to the bathroom is funny, then this movie's for you. Where I was really shocked is there is an homage scene to Psycho in this film. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) The shower sequence. Um, And it's just sad because... Alicia Silverstone plays the mom in this film and it's just a horrible movie stay away from it um, on my last one to leave the theater website I'm giving it you would have to pay me to see it again
0: <laughs> you should just go see Clueless instead if you you know get your your dose of uh, Alicia Silverstone just uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix but everyone should see Clueless because it's a great movie Watch I really watch. Loved
1: it. Di- Diary's gonna
2: be number one it's gonna, it's gonna be the new boss no, baby. No, I think I think Diary's gonna, I think Diary's gonna do like maybe nine, maybe or ten five. million. I and I think it may, may go up to nine or ten, just because obviously with Boss Baby doing so well, families are looking desperately for something to go see. Um, yeah, but I, I, there is another movie that's coming out um, that there's a little bit of buzz about called Everything Everything. Which is based on a uh, young adult novel of the same name that was a, a big bestseller, um, and that is coming out on uh, today uh, for this weekend. Um, and I actually I'm thinking that maybe everything everything is going to do better than Diary of a Wimpy Kid, uh, just because the book was so popular.
0: Well, we shall we shall see.
2: And, and my yeah. prediction for Alien uh, Covenant, I'm thinking around 35 million, and I think Guardians might just barely beat it.
0: I think guardians is going to make more than that. I think guardians is going to probably stay in first and probably beat alien by about 10 million. That's going to be my bet.
1: I guess I'm the only one who has faith in alien then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you're all alone in this. I've changed my mind on our bet. Um, But, uh, of course, we'll talk a little bit about um, Project Cosplay next week. We are doing that tonight. But by the time you're listening to it, it will already have happened. Um, Our theme for this month is Wonder Woman. And if you're not able to, uh, if you didn't make it out last night (laughs) to our event, it's always weird talking about this. Like, it will have already happened. We have to Um, talk about the future. Have to talk about the future. Well, the future is you can win passes to uh, an early screening of Wonder Woman on Fanbolt. So um, if you want to check it out a couple of days before it's released, um, head on over to fanbolt.com and enter to win a couple of passes. And on other notes of other things that we have coming up, um, comic cosplay. Our second one of those is happening on June 5th, which will be the Monday after Wonder Woman is released, and that event is also Wonder Woman themed. Um, that being said, you don't have to come in a Wonder Woman, excuse me, Wonder Woman costume. You just have to, if you want to enter the costume contest. So. And you um, can, can come out and see everything. what
2: what t shirt I'm wearing because I don't do the cosplay so.
0: <laughs> so you're admitting you weren't in costume now. This is yeah. like the opposite of what you were doing at our last event.
2: <laughs> I'll, huh. I will have some sort of t shirt on that will be some somewhat significant to the event, but that's about it.
0: All right. Well, at least there's that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Mike.
0: And Mike our team that's our team's name and mike um so um definitely rsvp for that on facebook on fanbolts fa- facebook page if you haven't already and um hopefully we should have some other cool stuff for you next week as well and i think that's that's all i've got for this week have you guys got anything else
2: yeah. Nope. That's just, all I got. just stay away from the boss baby and stay away from darby wimpy kid the long haul
0: Words of wisdom from Mike. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys for listening. Again, this is the Atlas Podcast. And my name is Emma Loggins, editor in chief at fanbolt.com.
1: I'm Matt
2: Rodriguez, owner and chief editor of shakefire.com. And I'm Mike McKinney of lastone to leave the and atlcw.tv.
0: And we'll see you guys next week for episode 56
2: later bye. bye stay away from the boss baby <laughs>